Happy Thursday morning, everyone, and welcome to the Airstream Chronicles podcast. This is Rich, the show host. And as always, thanks for stopping in and spending part of your day with me. So this morning, we're running behind again. It's 8 a.m., and I've been uh, I've been keywording things on uh, Dreams Time, so uploaded images. I'm still working on that, and that'll probably be a daily activity going forward. Same with the video clips for the Black Box Global. And as I said, we'll continue tracking this and give you updates to see how this uh, stock photography and stock video online plays out. So I've been doing a lot of keywording and a lot of labeling, and gosh, it's painful sometimes. So today on Tech Talk Thursday, I wanted to talk more about updates, software updates, app updates, you name it, we've got an update for it. It's getting a little old to me. So yesterday morning, I saw a favorite uh, photographer slash editor, um, Matt Kleskowski, who was with Photoshop User Magazine for years, and I think he's now moved over to On One. And so he's at the Adobe Max event that's going on right now. So there's all this talk about new software from Adobe and all the new toys they have. And the thing that I was really interested in the most, of course, is Lightroom. So I use Lightroom and Photoshop, and I'm signed up to the Creative Cloud, something that's not a favorite thing of mine. I'd rather purchase the software outright. And quite honestly, since, what is it, Lightroom 6, when we moved on to the Creative Cloud and Lightroom Classic versus Lightroom Mobile, I haven't been too impressed you know, so what's what's the uh, what's the big deal here? Lightroom has been a fantastic program for years for me, and while they've added some small features in here and there, there's never been anything super ground shaking. So let's see. Yesterday, I updated Lightroom Classic CC. So what are the new things they've got? Well, they've got depth range masking. So if you've seen where you can take photos with your uh, iPhone in portrait mode now. If you've got an iPhone that has the two lenses, so the wide angle and the zoomed, um, you can do this depth range masking so you can create bokeh, which is blurred out background and in focus for the item that you're shooting. So this is a very specific tool and it's not a tool that's gonna be used with all of our cameras. So if you're not using the right camera, um, you might not be able to get anything out of it. You can, uh, according to their little pop-up window, when I when I update it, it says you can now make selections based on range of depth values in supported files, supported files that contain an embedded depth map data. So as the new cameras come out, maybe they'll start offering this as well. But right now, this is kind of a, a unique little G-Wiz feature for mobile users. So there's also the Lightroom CC mobile so that you can do edits on your mobile and synchronize everything. Everybody's syncing to the cloud. Now, if you're, if you're in a static location, if you're not living in an RV and you're not on the move and you're not dependent on cellular data or park data, fine. Syncing with the cloud's fine. If, uh, if you're dependent on mobile data like I am a lot of the time, uh, syncing data, I don't want to do it. Uh, I'm, I'm getting tired of the cloud. I know we can back up on the cloud and we can do this on the cloud and that on the cloud. 
And it's working out really great. Just ask the guys over at Facebook who keep giving away our information on a regular basis. Yeah, I want to put more stuff on the cloud, let me tell you. Um, I have backup drives. I make backups of my system. And I really don't want to back up 10 gigabytes off of my computer for a backup onto the cloud. I don't want to do it. And, you know, we've seen with Microsoft recently with their latest update, they went ahead and deleted your user folders. So you should be backing up. And I don't necessarily feel great about backing up to the cloud. Now, remember, I'm not an anti-technology guy. I love new tech, but um, the cloud is not doing it for me. So the second thing Lightroom says is they got process version improvements. So Lightroom's raw processing has been updated to include improvements uh, to image quality for high ISO raw files, as well as some very minor improvements to the DHEIS slider. Uh, I saw that, and I didn't even think it was really worth mentioning, to be honest. Um, and the high ISO, so who's shooting high ISO with their cameras? People who are photographing maybe a mountain bike race, or maybe they're shooting in super low light without flash. So very, very specific thing again that really is meaningless for most of us who are using Lightroom. Uh, Single-step HDR panorama merge. Slightly interesting. So Lightroom allowed you to do panoramas, so you could take several images, make a panorama out of them. And Lightroom also allowed you to do HDR. So you take three bracketed images, put it into HDR, and you'd get a result from Lightroom. It was never a super high-quality HDR, and it still isn't. But um, so now we can take bracketed photos in a line and combine them into a panoramic that's also an HDR. Okay, pretty cool, it's gonna save a little time, but nine times out of 10, I don't like the final processing of Lightroom's HDR. I think it's a nice little filler if you don't wanna do too much with the image, but if you wanna do um, a more accurate HDR or a more stylized HDR, you're gonna use an external app like Aurora HDR or Photomatix. So once again, very minor improvement. And then improved tethering support. So I have photographed tethered. So that's where I connect my camera up to my computer with a USB cable. And when I take a photo, it goes right into the camera. So usually I do that for portrait sessions or for when I'm photographing people's paintings for reproduction. Very, very specialized once again. So the vast majority of users probably have never shot tethered unless you're a professional portrait photographer. So the things they gave us, depth range masking, process version improvements, single step HDR panorama merge, and improved tethering support. I watched Matt's review of it and I said, meh, I'm definitely not doing a review of it on my YouTube channel. There's not much going on there. And for all of that not much going on there, it sure was a big download. So this is where I want to start talking about overall, I've talked about software, I've talked about app updates. Um, things have gotten so huge and what's puzzling to me over the past decade or so, I remember my old Mac operating system well under one gigabyte, only in the several hundred megabytes. All of these programs are getting huge. So we've got bigger hard drives, so we need to fill them. So let's just make our software bulkier. We didn't really add changes to it that are 
super improvements, groundbreaking changes here, but we did make the software giant. So we're now getting into gigabytes and gigabytes. When I did the most recent Mac OS update, I think it said it was 4.6 gigabytes. Boy, I remember, you know, and I miss the 200 meg days. Now, if my computer was doing a ton of new things, and just like I said, groundbreaking, earth-shattering updates, it would be one thing. But right now, these tiny incremental updates that we're getting from app creators and full, um, full application creators like Adobe, um, I'm just puzzling. I'm like, why are you wasting so much of my bandwidth and why are you wasting so much of my hard drive space? We're not thinking more efficient. We're thinking, oh, we've got a bigger sandbox. Let's fill it up more with the same things. No, how about we use that sandbox smartly um, for more storage and stop the bloat that's going into all of these applications? So Adobe had a bunch of other announcements as well and other software as well, and it's all creative cloud-based. And they're talking about Photoshop for the iPad, Photoshop for tablets, so I can sit down on my tablet and do my edits and sync it through the cloud. There I go using the cloud again. Frankly, when I want to do heavier edits, I don't want to be online. I don't want to be syncing with the cloud. I don't want to be dependent on that network connection all the time. Because sometimes network connections don't work, YouTube. So earlier this week, if you follow along with YouTube at all, you'll know that YouTube was down for several hours. So people are using YouTube as their news source, as their entertainment source, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, it's all based online. You upload your videos and your projects to YouTube and it's hosted online. And so their service went down for a few hours, which I thought was kind of funny. Sorry, YouTube, but it's neat to see because the possibilities of network failure are there. And from a guy who used to do telecom, let me tell you, the possibilities of network failure are there. So there's tons of redundancies and everything out there. But if you do lose internet, um, you could no longer have access to YouTube. You could no longer have access to your images on the cloud if you forgot to sync them. So I like to, let's call it a hard copy. I like to offload my data onto my computer stored on my drive that I make backups of and not depend on the cloud. So all of these software updates that we're seeing, especially if you're a highly mobile person, so you're traveling a lot, you're doing RV living, you're doing van life, um, maybe you're traveling overseas, maybe you're one of those people who is hitchhiking around the world. Um, there's all sorts of people out there and they're updating their daily blogs and their vlogs, et cetera, et cetera. And they've got to update all their software. And sometimes it is not convenient to do all these updates through the cloud. So I think I will always have a problem with these cloud-based services because I still want copies with me. I know they're not really physical, they're digital, but it's on my portable drive. And a backup of that portable drive has been made as well. So I have redundancy because as we're seeing more and more of our information being leaked through the cloud and more and more of our information being exposed to people that we don't want it exposed to, um, the cloud 
doesn't seem as smart or convenient. And for super mobile people, the cloud doesn't seem as smart and convenient because of the fact we're dependent on that network connection all the time. And if we're highly mobile people, there's a good possibility that we're going to go places where there isn't network coverage. If you've never driven through Nevada or never driven through parts of Arizona or Texas, let me tell you, there's a big boatload of emptiness out there. And in those empty places, there's not cell towers because nobody's using them. So why would you invest over a million dollars to build out a cell tower that doesn't get used? So when you go to more remote locations, you might be SOL when it comes to accessing the cloud. So in addition to Lightroom and Photoshop and all these things that Adobe is doing, you know, recently I talked about the fact Aurora HDR 2019 came out. Soon Luminar 2019 is going to come out. We just have this upgrade cycle that just feeds on itself. Um, one of my favorite YouTubers covers mobile tech and specifically the mobile phone technology today. And incredibly enough, this guy can make a daily video podcast about new information every day, every single day. New information is coming about coming out about the newest iPhone, the newest Google Pixel, uh, the newest Samsung, the newest Note, whatever it is. Every single freaking day, there's actually news about these things. Oh my God. Talk about an insane upgrade schedule. Wanting you to get that next phone, wanting you to get that next operating system, wanting you to get the next Creative Cloud download, wanting you to get the next Aurora download. Does it stop? Is there a slowdown in this cycle? No, there isn't. And do you need the newest and greatest and newest and greatest? No, you don't. As a matter of fact, I still have my old version of Lightroom on my laptop. And that old version of Lightroom is super fast for my edits, super fast for opening. It's not bloatware. And it's faster than my new version of Lightroom at times when I'm doing quick, short edits. So all of this upgrade cycle, all of this upgrade hype often doesn't buy us anything more to make us more productive. If all of these upgrades made us more productive, if the newest iPhone really made me super productive, maybe I'd get that newest one, but I'm not going to. I'm satisfied with the one I have. And the only reason I have the one I have right now is because the battery died in my iPhone 6 after that whole battery gate thing with Apple. So when you're looking at this just flood of information and this flood of constant updates, you don't have to do them all. You don't have to upgrade to the next one. If you've got some of your older software, you might find that it's running just fine. So maybe you don't need to subscribe to the Creative Cloud. Maybe you don't need to subscribe to these constant update services. Maybe you don't have to have the newest, better phone, the newest, better laptop, et cetera, et cetera. Unless you're like me and you had a newer iMac that just completely was non-functional. If you have completely non-functional tech, absolutely time to update. Time to update the hardware or time to update the software or, you know, something in there. But I have to say, you know, for a guy who's very interested in tech and mobile tech specifically, there's a lot of fluff out there. There's a lot of stuff out there. They're just, these companies are keeping their name in the news 
as much as possible to keep you constantly excited and keep you ready for the next must-have update. You should watch some of these uh, mobile YouTube channels. So Front Page Tech, I get a kick out of them. Painfully Honest Tech, he makes me laugh too. And the bottom line with all these guys is they're constantly, they're swapping out phones and swapping out phones and swapping out phones to get that newest next one, to test out that newest next one. It's such, you know, it's a constant drip, 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 drip. Actually, it's a flood. It's not dripping. But um, if you were to get the newest and latest on a daily basis based on what's coming out newest and latest, I think you'd bankrupt yourself in six months. So you don't have to stay up with all this stuff. Security updates. Those things you need to stick with. So when you get an operating system update, that's for security. When you get a notification on, let's say, your website that needs a security update, those things are necessary. But all this other stuff, all these gee whiz factors of Lightroom and Photoshop and the rest of these software packages out there, they're not actually buying you much more. So if you can avoid having to spend the money, go ahead and save up till the really big update that you've really been waiting on. All right, everyone, I'm off of here. I've got, uh, today is Thursday, so this is client work day. For, so for the rest of the morning and the early afternoon, I'm gonna be going through doing updates, checking out my client sites, doing security checks, and all those fun things that I do for my ongoing maintenance clients. As always, thanks again for stopping in and spending part of your morning with me. I hope that this was an informative episode, and I hope that maybe you identify with it as well. If you'd like, you can drop me a note at rich at rlcdesign.net, or if you're an Anchor FM user, you can leave me up to a one-minute audio message that could be put on one of the next podcasts, and we can talk about what you'd like to talk about for mobile tech, or full-time RV living, or drone flight, or photography, or any of the other fun topics that I like to talk about here. Okay, everyone, have an awesome Thursday. And as always, the intro and exit music, licensed through soundstripe.com, and the link is down in the show notes. Have a great day.